fraternity. You will once again be fighting for our freedom. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live. From the WSFI studio in Libertyville, Illinois, this is Pro-Life Today with your host, Joe Scheidler. Hello and welcome to Pro-Life Today. I am Cindy Morales, the new part-time host. You are listening to WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio, and we are so happy that you could join us today. The last time we were together, we had as our guest Jackie Bedore, the Director of Campus Ministry from Bennett Academy in Lyle, Illinois. She has had great success in building a strong pro-life presence at the high school, and today I am joined by two students who are part of that success story, and I am truly excited to be able to share their journey with you. Maeve Shelton's is a small but confident and boisterous senior at Bennett Academy who loves life and enjoys making people laugh. She has been doing theater for 14 years and has been in 15 shows. She has traveled with Bennett on the March for Life in Washington, D.C. three times and attended the Chicago March for Life two times. She has been part of Bennett's SALT Life Group, the pro-life group at Bennett, and in the Apostles for Life in Elmhurst. She's on the lead team for youth ministry at Holy Trinity in Westmont, and she is a Eucharistic minister at Notre Dame. My second guest is Matteo Caulfield. He is also a senior at Bennett Academy, and he loves to get people engaged and thinking about pro-life issues. He is an Eagle Scout who likes camping and hiking. He has traveled with Bennett to the National March for Life in Washington, D.C., four years straight. Matteo has been a member and leader of Bennett's Salt Life Group and involved with Students for Life of America. He enjoys being politically active and interned for local and state election races last November. Matteo plans to study government at Georgetown University next year and hopes to continue engaging others in pro-life causes in college and beyond, and I hope so too because we sure do need that. Welcome to the show, Maeve and Matteo. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you so much for having us today. I am really excited to have you here because, as I mentioned on the last show, hundreds of thousands of youth attend the March for Life. It's overwhelming if you've never been there before. But according to Pew Research, 63% of people under 30 support abortion access in all or most of the time. So you guys are bucking a national trend. So uh, I'm going to talk to you one at a time, and I, I want you both to chime in. Tell me, Matteo, first, how did you get interested in the pro-life movement? Right. So I grew up in a Catholic household. I had the great blessing to have that environment growing up. But I think what really got me involved in the pro-life movement was the fact that my younger brother, Niccolo, um, he was adopted from China when he was two. And I see him as an irreplaceable part of my life. Um, Every day he gives my family so much joy. And it pains me to know that um, not everyone um, is given the same dignity that we were able to give him. Um, And so because of that, I did a lot of research, looked into the facts and found that, you know, so many people are are, aren't given the dignity that they deserve. And so it really um, pushed me to stand up and fight for others to make sure that everyone gets dignity in their lifetime. Excellent. And what about you, Maeve? So um, I was born and raised Catholic as well. Uh, I'm So I was pretty much always pro-life. I never thought about it that much. I never wanted to change it. I guess there was kind of a voice inside that was saying like, yeah, you know, I'm, I, I don't support abortion. I don't really get why women, you know, don't have the choice. But I, I'm not going to change my mind. I'm pro-life. 
Um, but it wasn't until my sophomore year we watched a movie in religion class called Dead Man Walking. And I don't know if everyone out there is familiar with it, but it's about a man, a guilty man, and he faces the consequences of the death penalty, you know. And I, I mean, I knew he was guilty, but I felt so much compassion. And, you know, that's when I realized that it, when it comes to life, there are literally no circumstances. Like, it doesn't matter, you know, where you come from. It doesn't matter your age, race, appearance, status, you know, if you're innocent or guilty. Like, everyone has a right to their own life, and nobody can take that away. Uh, so, yeah. So, but people do. They yeah. do. They do take it away. Um, you know, Planned Parenthood aborts 330,000 um, babies every year, and um, I think it's about 900,000 now a year that are aborted. It's actually gone down, so that's a good thing. But obviously, um, we still have a lot of issues. Um, the pro-life movement goes beyond abortion. Mm -hmm. I think that's great that you brought that up. Um, it, it includes the death penalty. It includes poverty. But if we don't start with abortion, if we mm -hmm. try to skip that one, um, you're never going to get to the others. It's yeah. just not going to happen. Sure. Okay, so how did you get involved in the pro-life um, SALT group at your school then, Maeve? Um, you know, I just kind of, when I got to high school, you know, it was hard to fit in. I was homeschooled before I got there. So, um, it was definitely a big adjustment. So I just tried to look for kids that were like me. And fortunately, um, a lot of people who, like Mrs. Bedore said, up in the SALT office are engaged in, you know, the pro-life groups and everything was SALT. They just, I just felt most comfortable with them. And, um, are you part of the leadership team then? I am not on the board of leaders, but um, I do take a leadership role, especially at the March for Life. Um, I'm kind of a big person who leads chants. You know, a lot of people are intimidated by being in front of a huge crowd, but I'm like, you know what? Give me a, a megaphone. I got this, and I just lead the chants and everything. <laughs> okay. And what about you, Mateo? Are you in part of the leadership uh, board? Yeah, so last year I was the head of Salt Life, um, one of the co-leaders of Salt Life. But I'd like to emphasize that um, having a title isn't exactly, doesn't just make you a leader, you know. I had the title, but I think that every single member of the club is a leader because, you know, it's the individuals who will ask their friend, hey, do you want to pray at Planned Parenthood tomorrow morning with me? Or they ask a classmate, hey, do you want to room with me at the March for Life this year? So I think that, yeah, I, I had the title and I helped organize everything logistically, but I think that, you know, every single member including Maeve, including me, our leaders, because we help grow the community. Okay, you're both seniors, so you've been there four years, and you were involved with SALT the whole four years? Yes. And you've been since sophomore year. Have you seen a growth in the pro-life movement at Bennett? And if so, what do you think is causing it? What's, what's going on at Bennett? Because not every school has a pro-life group, as I'm sure you know. So what's going on at Bennett to make it grow and make it be a lively group? Right, yeah, so um, I remember a freshman year, I think, we had barely 100 students, around 100 students go on the March for Life. And this year, Ms. Bedore said we had over 160. It's, it's great growth. It's already great at 100. I think there's a couple of things that help us with that growth. Um, I know that we have a very friendly relationship with our administration, and that's huge. And that's such a blessing because not every school gets that opportunity to have an administration that fully supports our efforts, right? Um, and I think that really helps with our growth. And then on top of that, I think our leaders, right, like I said before, our leaders are willing to speak to their friends, are willing to talk about the issues in front of their friends, and it's every single member that is just willing to speak 
and confront the issues that allows our club to grow in the way that it does. Yeah, but Maeve, um, Mrs. Pador said in the last show, one of the things, and, and I mean, we were all teenagers, <laughs> The, the biggest thing when you're a teenager is trying to fit in. Right. And if a lot of kids your age are pro-choice, how is it that you have the courage to speak out instead of just, you know, going through life and, you know, being quietly pro-life? Yeah, it's it's difficult. I'm not going to lie. I have been challenged a lot. And you do have to have a tough skin, you know, if you want to be vocal about being pro-life, that, you know, you got to stick with that and you can't back down because someone, you know, gives you a funny look when you're wearing your pro-life sweatshirt or makes a comment about the sticker on your iPad case, you know, it's hard. But one, if you're really this passionate about something, which Mateo and I are very passionate about protecting life at all stages and the mothers included, then, you know, you just, if you, everything else becomes less important, it just goes away. Can you give me one example where you were challenged by a pro-choice student and how did you respond? Sure. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, so I have an Instagram a social media account, and after the March for Life, um, a lot of students like to post, um, you know, pictures of us at the March for Life, and it's always interesting to see the comments on them. Like, Mateo and I have had some very large explosive posts, I guess you could say, where there's about, you know, 150, 200 comments of just a lot of students giving input, both positive and negative, and, you know, you really have to be careful um, thinking about what you're going to say over social media because everyone can see it and it's tough when a lot of people don't have good things to say but you just need to like ask the Holy Spirit to be with you and you know really think before you say anything. What about you Mateo? Have you had it, an, an opportunity to be confronted by a pro-choice student and how did you respond? Yeah so um, I've definitely had very similar instances. It's a lot of small things right? They get you with the small passive-aggressive comments right. um, or just eye signals but I think the worst thing that I've had to deal with was when um, I've had individuals tear down like pro-life signs that we put up or just, just straight facts on the wall, you know. Uh, some people can't handle that sometimes. And, you know, you do have to um, be compassionate for the people who disagree with you. Um, and that's very difficult, um, especially when it's there's a lot of emotion involved. But I think that, you know, you just have to be tough. Um, and you have to be able to forgive the people who wrong you mm -hmm. and just continue um, being a movement of love uh, even mm -hmm. when it's difficult. Have you ever had a person that you know is pro-choice become pro-life as a result of a conversation? I have had people who maybe are more open-minded, maybe not completely switched over, but have definitely switched from the pro-abortion camp to the, uh, you know, I have to think about this, I'm a little more indifferent now camp. And I think that's progress. That's a good sign. Um, and I'm very pleased with that. What about you, Maeve? Do you know somebody, anybody that you know that's switched? Not a huge conversion story per se, but I definitely have people come up to me being like, you know what, you guys set a great example. I've started to think more, you know, I might actually be on my way to becoming pro-life, which yeah, that's great. Anything helps. We're gonna need to take a little break here. You're listening to WSFI 88.5 FM. Our guests today are Maeve Sheltons and Mateo Caulfield, both students at Bennett Academy, active in their pro-life club. And this is Cindy Morales with Pro-Life Today. We will be right back. The 
legend of the gridiron greats continues. Join us for 100 years of rivalry. Green Bay Packers' John Lombardi, grandson of Vince Lombardi, and Chicago Bears' Patrick McCaskey, grandson of Papa Bear Hallis. St. Therese Catholic Church in Kenosha is hosting a dinner and talks on August 31st, beginning with 4 o'clock Mass, followed by 5 o'clock dinner and talks. Admission is $10 or $25 per family, and football food and beverages will be available. For more information, please call 262-694-4695. That's 262-694-4695. At Catholic Financial Life, our members are offered scholarship benefits from grade school through college. To learn more about eligibility for these or many other value-added benefits we offer, call Matt Tomlinson at 847-548-6288. That's 847-548-6288. Welcome back. You are listening to Pro-Life Today, and I am Cindy Morales. If you just tuned in, we are joined today by two students active in the Pro-Life Club at Bennett Academy, Maeve Shelton's and Matteo Caulfield, and we are talking about being young and pro-life, and I hope we get to this, how to get youth interested and active in the pro-life movement. So speaking of which, Maeve, um, you are active outside of Bennett Academy in the pro-life movement. Can you tell us a little bit about the things that you're doing when you're not at Bennett? Sure, yeah. So I'm, am, so I'm involved in a pro-life group called the Apostles for Life, which is a very suburban, local pro-life group. Uh, we try to meet up the second Friday of every month, and, um, you know, we call ourselves the apostles because we try to act that way just by spreading love with everything we do. The great thing about this group is that it doesn't matter what we're doing, whether we're, we're praying outside an abortion clinic or, you know, having a fundraiser or chalking up the sidewalks. Everything we're doing is totally and completely out of love because, you know, some people think all pro-lifers, and there are some that are very aggressive and, and manipulative, but that's not us at all. You know, we don't believe in shoving pictures of aborted fetuses in anyone's face or you know calling anyone baby killers like we do everything out of love um we're just very supportive of the mothers and the babies one of my best friends from um back in the homeschool days sophie campbell and she's just doing so many great things for us so and when you're not busy doing that you are on the youth ministry at your church yeah so um i am on the lead team for um holy trinity's uh youth ministry we meet every Sunday, 5 to 7 p.m., and half the time we spend, you know, doing uh, talking about spiritual guidance and what's going on in the church. And then, you know, we have our fun and games. We love to play dodgeball. And it's really special being on the lead team because we get small groups. And, you know, for the other kids who come to youth ministry, we get to put on retreats for kids making their confirmation. It's just a really beautiful, fun um, opportunity. Any overlap between pro-life ministry and youth ministry at your church? Um... You know, they're two totally different 
groups, you know, what I'm talking about. But, you know, it's always, you know, at Youth Ministry, sometimes we will talk about the pro-life movement. So, you know, there's kind of an overlap. You're able to evangelize there, yeah. too. Oh, for right? sure. Yeah. And what about you, Mateo? What do you do outside of Bennett in the pro-life movement? Anything at all? Yeah, so I'm very involved with Students for Life of America, which is growing at a great pace. Um, I really love the leaders that are in it. And I've gone to the national convention that happens every single year after the, the day after the March for Life. Mm-hmm. I really like um, how they try to break down the pro-life movement so that it's easy to understand. There's five pillars to Students for Life. It's effective education, industry impact, public policy, rapid response, and supportive services. And I think my favorite part of that is getting really involved with effective education. I've tried to lead um, different speeches and talks at, at Bennett and beyond Bennett where I explain the issues behind abortion, right? Because a lot of people just don't even know the facts. And that's, uh, like I said, every step is progress. And I think that people understanding the facts is that one, you know, one more step to progress. Really effective education is the most important thing to me. I think it's the best way that I can contribute and Students for Life helps me do that. Awesome. When you go to college, uh, are you going to be part of Students for Life in the yeah, college Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I hope I'm going to school in, in Washington, D.C., and I think that's awesome because I can roll out of my bed <laughs> and be at the March for Life, and I am I am super pumped about that. Um, but I absolutely will. There's going to be a lot of pressure not to be involved and not to engage people on pro-life issues. However, you know, if you don't embrace the issue, the, the issues head on, you're not, it, it really won't be effective at all. So you're in a school. Um, what do you think, if you wanted to break down Bennett's um, percentages, how many kids are pro-life, how many are in the mushy middle, and how many are vociferously pro-choice, about, approximately? What would you say? Oh, gosh. I don't know. What do you, what do you think, Mateo? Well, I think that they're the, the people who are pro-life are very strong. You know, we have that really strong, yeah. we have a strong base, you know. Um, I would say at least a fourth of the school is, is moderate to strong pro-life. Yeah. Um, you'll find a lot of the school, you know, even even at a Catholic school, a lot of the population is indifferent, and that's that's my main goal when I'm when I'm involved when I'm trying to get involved in school is trying to get those indifferent people into the pro-life camp. And that's my question: What do you think attracts kids to listen to your message, the pro-life message, and what helps them become passionate pro-lifers? What moves them in? We are a very welcoming community. It doesn't even matter, you know, if you're Catholic or what you think. If you want to come and just try it out, sit in on one of our meetings, come to the March for Life, we're all about that. We just want anyone we can get. And I think they're really attracted to that is because high school can be a hard time where a lot of people won't accept you. But, you know, we do. We take everyone. And I, I was half joking about this earlier, but I, I was telling Maeve and Mrs. Bedore, um, I think that our food really can draw <laughs> people sometimes, you know. No, we'll if you feed them, they will come. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, I, you know, you know, those as incentives are, I think, really important to drawing people to club events and stuff. For example, we have a fundraiser called Nacho Life to Take. It's a nacho <laughs> sale. Um, but it's just a, a little way for people to get involved, have some food, and remember that there are pro-life issues to, to talk about. Um, and I, I really do think that um, having incentives like that, you know, they might be simple, but they can be strong. Yeah. So it sounds like what I'm hearing, it's not necessarily an intellectual conversation you're having with people right away. It's more emotional. It's yeah. more it's more relational, yeah. I should say. Like so we, we want to know what, what's on their mind, you know, so we can talk about it. Right. But if you don't develop a relationship, there isn't going to be a conversation. Right. So the relationship is key. Mm-hmm. 
All right, that's excellent. I want to think you to think about your church now. I didn't ask you much about your church. Mateo, where do you go? I go to St. Joan of Arc. Okay. But I'm but I'm a, a Abbey server at St. Procopius Abbey, right oh. across the street from Bennett. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, I, I want to, you, you're, you're, you know, it's actually rather unusual, both that you're pro-life kind of activists at your age, and also that you even go to church. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in parish ministry for seven years. I was a director of religious education, and mostly what I saw was kids graduating from church, and they couldn't wait to get out of there. So I'm thinking, um, do you have any advice for us folks, the rest of us out here? How do how do we re-engage um, kids your age in the parish so that we can get them involved also in pro-life ministry and other ministries in the parish because I'm sure you know a lot of the times the pro-life ministry if there is one is run by you know older people and we'd like to see some younger people pulled in got any advice yeah so okay I, I was thinking about this a lot and I just see something that's really affecting our generation is that um you know kids our age are partially being raised by technology you know our phones and stuff and while our parents may tell us that church is good and god is loving of you know the media and the culture out there is like you know what you can do whatever you want and you know it's it's you know tearing us you know back and forth and stuff and um there's so much going on like you know in our little screen that you know we're so focused on what else is out there but you know, there's so much incredible stuff going on right in front of us in the church, so we need something, you know, engaging to make us look up. Um, (laughs) So I was thinking, yeah, like, we definitely need some younger priests, you know, for kids our age in high school because, um, you know, there's just a few times when, you know, kids are at mass and they're bored because they're like, you know, like the priest, he's just too old, like he doesn't understand what we're going through, like it's totally different, our culture. So I'd say, you know, if we could get some young priests in our, you know, schools, it could be very effective. Okay, young priests, there's one. All right, Mateo. Right, so I think that a big problem is that youth will tend to try to, what, what can I get out of mass? And, you know, if you're sitting at mass, it can be very boring. It's the same thing every week, or it seems to be the same thing every week. Um, what's helped me personally is thinking about, okay, what can I give to Mass rather than take from Mass? And so for me, altar serving at Mass has been very useful for that. And so furthermore, I think that it would be very beneficial for people to think about how can I contribute to Mass? So, you know, you sing at Mass, you can lecture at Mass, you can be a Eucharistic minister, really try to find ways to get involved. Otherwise, you're just going to fall into that, oh, Mass is boring slump, and that's really what I think youth need to avoid. I wonder if it would be helpful to try to connect people with the idea that participation at Mass isn't necessarily doing something, mm-hmm. but rather participating through prayer. How many kids your age are being taught, really, how to pray? And how do you? It, and how how is it with you? Are you are, do you feel like you have a good prayer life, or maybe you need to work on that? I mean, there's always room for improvement for everyone. Um, I think that I people tend to pray before meals, and that's still that's that that tradition holds, and I that's great. Um, but I do think that uh, you know in Catholic communities, people need to dedicate more time to prayer, um, even in menial tasks like like driving. That's a great time to pray because you know you know you have your thoughts open to God. You can open your thoughts to God. 
Um, but you you go to the Abbey. Have you ever seen the monks with their communal prayer? Right. Yeah. Morning they, prayer or evening they, prayer? Yeah. They they pray consistently every single day, and it's very impressive. Um, I've been to abbeys where they wake up at 5 a.m. every morning to pray, and we do not have that. I do not have that prayer ethic. I need to work on that. Um, yeah. But so how how do you think we could really quickly because we are getting close to the end of time? If you can. can we Two thumbnails. How can we get youth to pray more and to be more involved, not only in pro-life movement, but also in the faith? Because I think they're connected. I just think a lot of youth need to be reminded that, you know, God is our father and he has a plan for us. And, you know, we should trust in that because, you know, we don't know more than him. And I think a lot of us forget, you know, and we a, a lot of teenagers and kids our age, you know, feel kind of unloved and feel kind of misunderstood. But they have to, we need to remind them that there is a supreme being out there, a creator, a father who loves us more than anything, and he's just trying to help us out, you know? Yeah, do you have any closing thoughts, the, the two things for me would be effective education. People just have to know the facts. And two, building relationships. I feel like people can definitely find God in relationships and grow in their knowledge and understanding of the pro-life issues through relationships. So what we need to do is I'll go out and invite somebody to church this weekend. Right. Somebody yes. that we've developed a relationship with. <laughs> is That's that right? Exactly. <laughs> All right. And keep praying. Okay. Well, you know, it's amazing, but we are out of time for today. Thanks so much for joining me and me, um, you guys, Maeve and Mateo. This has been awesome. Um, you have been listening to WSFI 88.5 FM. Remember, if you want to make the world more pro-life, you need to make the world more Catholic. So let's work on that together. When I'm not hosting this show, I am the executive director of Pro-Life Champions, and you can learn more about us at www.prolifechampions.com. That's www.prolifechampions.com. This is Cindy Morales with Pro-Life Today. Tune in next time on WSFI 88.5 FM Catholic Radio.